that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star Might win an Oscar, you can't Hello, welcome to Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, Noel T. Manning II here with the Cinnamon Crew uh, and Thomas Manning. <laughs> Don't you like how I said that? And Thomas Manning. <laughs> Daryl Manziel, Douglas Davidson, Thomas Manning joining us right here as we uh, talk movies. If you're joining us through C19 TV or WGWG, we appreciate you. Um, we always want to thank you for taking the time because we know you got plenty of better things to do than spend it with us. So uh, when you're with us, we know you're bored. So thank you. <laughs> and, and hopefully we can provide a little bit of entertainment. Uh, and if not, I don't know, just change the channel. So, uh, and, and, and Greg Tillman's going to hate that because he's like, no, don't tell, don't ever tell anybody to change the channel. But you know, hey, <laughs> what are you going to do, fire me? Yeah, I guess he could. I guess he could. <laughs> so, there may be an, an opening on this show. Opening. <laughs> Just win places. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't test Greg if I were you, Dad. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, uh, Daryl and Douglas, appreciate you guys uh, being with us, man. This is great. Uh, it's always uh, good to have you uh, as guest. And uh, we're just excited about uh, kind of what's in store for this show. We're going to take a look at the year that was 1996 and uh, what a year it was. And, you know, I have I, I'm not asking for anybody to talk about the uh, the best. You know, these may not be the best films, but what films speak to you? Uh, during that year for whatever reason. So <laughs> some of these may be horrible, and if they are, that's cool. Uh, I have no problem with that. Oh, uh, Doug, Doug, no what film Douglas? on my list is horrible. I'm just uh, saying that right now. If it that. speaks to me, it is not horrible. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Well, Douglas, <laughs> we'll start with you, man. How about that? Ooh, goody. <laughs> because mine is a film that I imagine, I would be shocked if anyone else watching this or involved in this conversation has seen uh joe's apartment have any of you seen this film unfortunately uh you have <laughs> unfortunately you have yeah, yeah. it's uh, jerry o'connell right that's right and his apartment full of talking and singing roaches that's correct the roaches that come together uh, Home Alone style to defeat a bunch of people that try to tear the building down <laughs> because it's going to not only tear down the building but also the garden that the girl that Jerry O'Connell loves has been working so hard to create and uh, that that film I think it started off as just shorts on MTV and then they eventually released the whole film I have the DVD they ever give me a, a, a Blu-ray or, or what have you with more special features, I will pick that up. It is ridiculous. And I love it. I love it to pieces. Awesome. Joe's Apartment. Uh, Joe's Apartment, correct? Joe's Apartment. Joe's Apartment. All right. Uh, so if, you, uh, if you're looking for roaches, uh, that may be a good place to go. Hang out with, uh, with it Joe. Is, it is the only place that you would want to, but... What I, what I encourage everyone to do to find out if this is the kind of movie you'd want to see, go to YouTube and look up the song Funky Towel, Joe's Apartment. <laughs> it was, I believe, one of the clips that they played on MTV. If you like that, the rest of the movie is for you. If it wigs you out, it's not for you, and that's fine. 
Well, anytime, anytime my towels smell funky, I know it's time to, to change them out. So, uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think funky towel was the name of your band back in you know, high school, right? Dad? That's, right. For sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, that's exactly right. Uh, it was, uh, was crazy and old tea and the funky towels. There we go. So that's yes, that is exactly right. <laughs> right. Daryl, uh, what have you got to beat Joe's apartment, man? Literally anything else. No, uh, no. <laughs> Oh, I like have uh, my my selection here is uh, a, a classic in my opinion from Duff till Dawn, mm. uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by Quentin Tarantino. It's 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 apple pie and ice cream, and it's a combination that just goes together quite lovely. The two of them, as we would see down the road with Grindhouse, but uh, we have two dudes, Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, are you know bank robbers. They've done their their dirty business. They're headed down south to head out. They're meeting their contact south of the border of Mexico. And on the other hand, we have uh, Harvey Keitel is a preacher who has lost his faith, who's kind of taking a step back from religion, taking his kids on a, it's a little family vacation where they are waylaid by the Gecko brothers, uh, Clooney and Tarantino. And they are forced to smuggle them across the Mexican border, take a stop at a, uh, or a uh, club. And, uh, you know, wait for the contact. And man, is this club something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's vampires. It ends up being a vampire story that uh, the vampires run this club. The, the constituents that frequent this club are their, uh, their food, for lack of a better word. And it just turns into a, uh, an ensemble cast of the family, of the brothers, the eclectic members of the, uh, of the club trying to survive as they get picked off one by one as they're trying to survive until dawn. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you're talking about the food, I was thinking, hey, Joe's apartment, the, the roaches would probably appreciate uh, some of that, that food as well. Uh, probably not, because the vampires, they'd only leftovers. That's <laughs> the problem with vampires. That's really the problem. It's a uh, same day meal. Yeah, it's such a great, such a great film uh, that has continued to, you know, last and spawned a, a series that uh, that came out not not too long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well. Raid Network. The soundtrack yeah. to that movie still is phenomenal. Yeah. Tito and Tarantula remain a a highlight from that album and other works with Robert Rodriguez as well. And yeah. they're featured in the movie. That's they're right. the That's right. they're the, uh, they're the club band. band. Yeah, awesome. It's, uh, the best summer hike has ever looked as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Doggone Luli. Thomas Manning, my friend. Uh, what have you got for me, man? <laughs> uh, so we were talking about the Coen Brothers 1996 picture, uh, Fargo. Uh, so I pretty much like any Coen Brothers film I come across. I don't think I've met one that I haven't liked yet, but uh, I think this one might take the cake as my favorite. Um, it's the one, whenever I hear their name, it's the one that pops straight into my mind. I think it represents so much um, really in a microcosm of what their storytelling is with normal people, relatively normal people thrust into preposterous situations through a series of ill-advised decisions. Um, and it's just kind of a fish out of water type story, which they love to tell. Um, so many shenanigans uh, is probably the best way to describe it. Um, people just um, desperately searching for a way um, to get out of the hole that they've dug, dug for themselves. Um, of course, you have Francis McDormand, that iconic Minnesota accent in this film, um, and she won her Oscar for this. Um, Deacons behind the camera. Yeah, I mean, he's the goat. Um, I feel like what he's able to capture with just kind of putting 
that raw Minnesota winter on screen. I don't know what a Minnesota winter feels like, but watching this movie, I can imagine what it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's not, a, it's not a shiny, glistening type cold. It's just this, you know, desolate, barren, um, you know, blizzard landscape and uh, just so many things to love about Fargo. And, um, you know, 20, let's see, we're recording this 2021, 25 years later, still, still such a brilliant movie. So, uh, any, Anybody ever been to Fargo, uh, Minnesota? Don't think I have no. Been to Minnesota, okay. not Fargo. Why do you yeah. ask? Have you been? <laughs> uh, no, no, but I, I think I'll do that on a road trip. I'm going to go to Texas and then I'm going to go up to, to Fargo, <laughs> Minnesota, because it's literally just across the line, uh, if, if my geography serves me correctly. All right. Which, which, yeah, yeah, I, I failed geography three times. And so uh, I decided, <laughs> I decided. Maybe check <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, well, 96 was a, was a great year for me in a lot of ways. Uh, it was the year my daughter was born, uh, Catherine Manning. And so there are a lot of movies that connect to me, but probably the one that connects to me the most was the film I saw the day before she was born, uh, John Travolta uh, in a film called Phenomenon. And it was released mm-hmm. July 3rd, 1996. And I still think this is one of those films for him that's, uh, that's an underrated film from him that kind of flew under the radar that not a lot of people uh, appreciated um, as much as they should have. I, I thought the story, how it connected about life changes, life challenges, and kind of the search for potential all paralleled what I was getting ready to experience as a father for the first time. Uh, and, and kind of the hope that comes along with that and, and seeing, uh, you know, a new life brought into the world. I really appreciated that as well. Travolta, uh, Forrest Whitaker, they both won a Blockbuster Entertainment Awards for acting uh, in this film. And the music, Thomas Newman, got to love Thomas Newman's work. Uh, Eric Clapton's song that was written by Wayne Kirkpatrick. Both of those won awards from the BMI Film and TV Awards. Uh, and also ASCAP uh, honored uh, the uh, Eric Clapton tune. Kira Sedgwick uh, and this Brent Spiner <laughs> yeah. data. Uh, they added life to this one as well. I, I really do think uh, Travolta was just absolutely wonderful in this in this fantasy. A um, little bit of trivia about this: the screenwriter, uh, George DePescio, uh, he wrote two TV movies on the Incredible Hulk, the Trial of and the Death of the Incredible Hulk, and also he wrote Burt Reynolds' Starkey's Machine. So, a little bit of trivia there for uh, you on Phenomenon. And uh, yeah, still love this film today. Uh, it's one of those that I occasionally will go back to just for uh, revisiting that time and thinking about uh, my daughter and just being that small little infant in my arms. And, and now she's, you know, she's around my neck half the time. And, you know, just she, I, I still absolutely love, uh, love Catherine. Uh, and, and she's around my neck in a good way. She's hugging me. So there you go. <laughs> with with right. her two hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, we are talking 1996 right here on Meet Me at the Movies. And uh, let's go ahead and go to Douglas for another one. Uh, man, I, we might only get through like two apiece uh, at the rate we're going, but it's okay. So, uh, so Douglas, what you got, man? You know, uh, I have – that year was – was just robust with phenomenal films. And since I've done the <laughs> silly one, since I've done the silly one, uh, I think I'll do something that um, also to this day, as silly as it is, as nonsensical as it is, I think we can agree from the cast to the soundtrack to just 
what it accomplishes from beginning to end. Twister is a heck of a movie, y'all. Twister is a heck of a movie. Yeah. And there is not a time when we don't discuss food around here where we're trying to figure out and someone goes, well, what do you want? Food! <laughs> My man Dusty, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, the, the <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar with Twister, the short version is that there's a bunch of storm chasers, there are former storm chasers, and there is the storms. And through it all, there's reconciliation, there are things figured out. And somehow, people involved in the weather service are bad guys. And we're supposed to be happy that they die by a tornado. I don't know how the film convinces us that we should be rooting for the tornado to kill Carrie Elways and his crew because they're skilled people. But it does. But despite all this, it is um, a phenomenal movie. And seriously, I, I'm still rocking out to Van Halen on that soundtrack. <laughs> And, and quite a few others that are on there to this day. So uh, Twister is just so good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They've got when the tornado comes through and hits the drive-in, right as right as Jack Nicholson is you know, it's coming through with you. I mean, it's just so perfect. The, it's so ridiculous, but it's still so perfect. Yeah, and and you know the extreme and cow, yeah. cow, cow, another cow. No, it's the same one. I mean, all those things. Yeah, love the movie. Absolutely love the movie. My wife is a huge disaster movie fan, and so that is one that that connects to both of us as well. Love that. Love yeah, that. Yeah, I actually had that one on my list, Douglas, but that's okay because that's when we have backups. But uh, <laughs> I was going to mention, um, you know, Dad, you and Mom introduced me to that. It's one of her favorites of all time, and. Just growing up, um, whenever it was on TV, she would flip it on and be like, hey, Thomas, let's watch Twister. So it's one of those that keep going back to. So yeah, he was about, not, he was about two years old. I might just watch it after this. It's <laughs> a good idea. Well, I'll tell you, what, why, don't, why don't we watch it during the break? Because it is time for intermission. So we'll go and watch it. We'll fast forward really quick just for the, uh, the fun parts, uh, like the tornado twister <laughs> destroying a, a vehicle and taking somebody up in it. So we'll Gotta do that. I'll uh, go by. Yes, exactly. So hang around right here for more. Uh, the year was 1996 right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Hang around. There's much more. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy, the chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey everyone, I'm Tim Wisher, welding instructor at Cleveland Community College. Today I'd like to take a little time and tell you about what we do here. Welders are in demand. We offer a certificate program and we offer a diploma program. It takes about a year to come through our program. We offer morning and evening classes here at CCC. We have the lowest student to instructor ratio in the state. We do real life simulation. We do API 1104 downhill pipe welding. We also do D11 structural steel code and ASME welding as well. We have AWS certified welding inspectors on staff. If you want to learn more about our welding program, you can give me a call directly at 704-669-4077 or on the community college website at clevelandcc.edu.
Chris Sheevely and I'm your host for For Your Information. I hope you'll join us each month as we delve into the wonderful world of animals. On For Your Information, we talk with local experts about the best way to care for our furry friends. Plus, some of our guests may even be available for adoption and looking for their forever home. So whether your passion is for dogs, cats, or whatever, I hope you will join me for the fun. That's For Your Information only on C19 TV and online at C19.TV. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make the big... Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies, an old team Manning the Second with Daryl Manzel, Douglas Davison, and Thomas Manning. Um, so you know the excitement I put into that, which is typical. Uh, and, and Thomas, I really do think that uh, Ronald McDonald is a, a perfect role model for you. Uh, and your um, your where you're going with your hair, and I think that you are almost there, man. Uh, I'm really going for it. Yeah, just trying to emulate my, my hero, Ronald. Um, he was kind of like the father I never had, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I will share that with your dad next time I see him. Uh, Daryl, what have you got in store for us as we talk about the year that was 1996 and the movies that connect us? Yeah, man, the year is 1996. Uh, you can't talk about 96 without a, uh, a film that went on to be a, a classic, man. I'm talking about a little Wes Craven action called Scream. Uh, a, a Somehow a, a satire of the horror genre while still being just a straight-up horror movie. This Wes Craven kind of reinvented himself with this movie, it kind of brought him back to prominence after, uh, you know, after a fashion, uh, and it does great at subverting uh, setups and expectations and all that kind of stuff. The the idea to 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 get a name like Drew Barrymore, so you think, all right, well, we have what will likely be our final girl at the very end of all this, and nope, done up in the uh, in the you know opening first scene. girl, first girl, yes, <laughs> first girl, <laughs> the first girl. Um, which, you know, kind of put the audience on their heels and not knowing, well, we don't know who we can glom onto or root for or trust or, you know, that kind of stuff. The, uh, the, the having a character point out what you should be expecting in these horror movies and waiting for those beats to happen and seeing how Craven plays with those beats. Uh, it's, it built its own world. We got uh, a couple of movies that is. I think we're getting another screen movie next, this year, next year, something like that. Uh, if we, if you can, saturize something while still elevating that genre movies like scream movies like hot fudge Shaun of the dead uh you're you know you're doing your job correctly and i think this is one of those ones that really hit the mark yeah marco beltrami did the score for that and it was the first film score he had ever done and he's done so many since um you know quiet place 310 to yuma um, so many other films and he had never ever seen a horror movie until he saw Scream oh. so that was that was the very first horror movie he had ever seen and so that was the first film he scored so um, yeah little, little trivia job. there <laughs> all right uh, any any other thoughts on Scream Thomas you got you got a thought no well, I was gonna say that was really subtle dad you know casually mentioning <laughs> that your, your good friend Marco Beltrami <laughs> spoke to the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said, here's what he did. You said I spoke to him. <laughs> well, go ahead, Thomas. Uh, what did Marco Beltrami uh, tell you about how cool I am? Um, we're, yeah, we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> we are now talking about Independence Day, uh, Roland Emmerich's 1996 action alien invasion film. Uh, when you think of Emmerich, 
he's probably had more more misses than hits throughout his career, but he keeps making movies because they always make money. There's always an audience for him. Every year you're like, hey, look, Roland Emmerich made a new action film, made a new disaster flick. And um, I still think Independence Day is probably his best, uh, probably his most iconic. Um, you have Will Smith and all of his glorious charm and charisma and swagger that he carries himself with. Um, I think of some of the action set pieces in this movie, The Canyon Chase, um, you know, one of my favorite, like, you know, flight scenes or, you know, air or dog fights, I guess you could say in any movie, uh, his line. Now that's what I call a close encounter. I mean, it's just perfect. It's so perfect. Uh, then you have <laughs> Bill, Bill Pullman's speech, uh, you know, presidential speech, like on the 4th of July as they're going to save the world. Uh, not only is it one of the greatest speeches in cinematic history, it's just one of the greatest speeches written of all time. So um, <laughs> you can watch that anytime and just be ready to go take on the world. Um, and Jeff Goldblum's in there. He's always going to Jeff Goldblum. He's always going to be who he is. Um, so many great things to love about Independence Day. And it's, um, you know, it's kind of a summer movie, but there's never a bad time to watch it. You can flip it on any time of the day, any time of the year and just have a blast with it. Yeah, and the one film that they should have left it as is and never made a sequel. That's just, I, I will leave it at that. That's they, they one movie. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't either. Uh, not a good one, at least. Uh, <laughs> I actually haven't seen it, but I'm keeping it that way. Oh, yeah, please do. Please do. Well, I, I am one of these who grew up. I love sci-fi. Thomas, is, it's a great kind of um, jump off point for me. I love sci-fi. I grew up watching Star Trek first on TV and then Star Wars. And I'm one of these that loves both. And uh, when Star Trek First Contact uh, came out uh, toward the latter part of 1996 in uh, November, I knew I was going to be drawn to it just because I like those types of films, like the franchises. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, who we know is number one, uh, this was his uh, directorial debut as a feature film, uh, for his feature film directorial debut, I'll get it out. Uh, this is one of the top five Trek films for me. Uh, I love it in so many different ways. It's got time travel. Uh, it's got the Borg. Uh, it's also got Oscar nominee uh, James Cromwell in a wonderful, wonderful role. Uh, later that, um, that like a year later, uh, there was a film junket. Okay, I'm going to do a little name dropping here, Thomas. The first filmmaker I interviewed uh, in a, from a feature film was James Cromwell. And it was just like a year later after watching this film uh, and he was doing a film junket for a little film called the education of little tree and um, went to Charlotte, got to spend some time with him, just a very pleasant, kind and entertaining individual. And uh, I, I came to appreciate him even more uh, after that, but I love first contact and, uh, and Thomas, uh, I know you haven't watched a lot of the Trek films, but I highly recommend checking that out just so you could say, Hey, my dad got to hang out with a guy who developed the warp drive. So there you go. <laughs> all right, Douglas, uh, I think we've all got time for one more if we go quickly. So uh, Douglas, what else have you got, man? Okay. Well, just about every movie that I've mentioned, there's been some sort of musical component that, that I have really dug with. And I mean, even scream, that's still a classic soundtrack for me, but if I'm going to go with another movie from 96, where there are thrillers, there are family films, there's all sorts of things I could pull from. I got to do Romeo and Juliet. I have to. That film by Baz Luhrmann is just stunning. And at the time when I saw it, I was still thinking of becoming an English teacher. 
and I was reading I was reading Shakespeare for fun in those days and, and earlier these days I don't have much time for reading at all but I loved the interpretation I loved the approach that it sort of modernized things but in a highly stylized almost um, classic Hollywood kind of way in some instances and John Leguizamo's Turnus Tybalt is one of my top performances of all time just in terms of how he brings out the tragedy of that character uh i mean of course claire danes and leo dicaprio were fantastic in it and um I, I hope i don't mispronounce his name harold peru who who played the friend whose name unfortunately i can't remember god what a heartbreaking mercutio uh, thank you mercutio uh the 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 way in which he curses them all that scene is just so perfectly performed but Romeo and Juliet is just one of those top films. From it was, it was a wonderful year. It, it was an embarrassment of riches that year. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, well, Douglas just ate up pretty much most of our time Good with job, that. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm recommending is that we actually come back and do a sequel to the best of 1996. Uh, we'll, we'll coordinate that. Uh, but I, I will give uh, Daryl uh, a chance, and he's got like a minute if he wants to, or if you want to wait till next time, I'll let you decide. Yeah, I can, I can uh, show Doug how to do things quickly. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, quick, fast action is one of my, one of my favorite genres. The long kiss goodnight directed by Rennie Harlan is uh, a great Christmas movie. If you, if you have a Christmas list, uh, Die Hard's probably on that list. Make sure you add the long kiss goodnight about uh, a, you know, a former assassin who's, who's kind of been mind controlled into being a housewife and she's uh having to wake herself up again due to circumstances to get her daughter back. It is a, a, a great movie. Get Samuel L. Jackson, get Brian Cox in there. A weak villain, but still a fun movie overall. The Long Kiss Goodnight is definitely one worth revisiting. Yeah, and, and uh, I think underrated on a lot of people's list. Uh, just a, uh, an amazing action film. And you're right, I, I watch it every Christmas. I watch it every Christmas. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you guys spending time with us. And uh, that's a, a phone call coming in because they want us to do a sequel. It looks like I, I asked them to, I asked them to text me, uh, but instead they decided to call me. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing a sequel to this show. Uh, Thomas, uh, how can people find you if they want to find uh, more of your work? Oh, let's see. You can find me on the, the, the rundown of movies.com. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, you can also, you can also find me on elements of madness where I am a regular contributor. So, and meet me in the movies as always. All right, Daryl, where uh, can people find you and your work? You can always find me on Twitter at C delicious S E E D A L I C I O U S. You can find my reviews on paprikareviews.com. And Mr. Douglas Davison. Uh, you can find me causing trouble at elementsofmadness.com and occasionally on the Cinnamon Podcast, which runs on the Paprika Podcast Network. And a recurring guest right here on Meet Me at the Movies as well. <laughs> we appreciate everybody uh, who took time, Douglas, Daryl, and Thomas. And for our viewers, thank you as well. You can always email us, info at c19.tv. And if you're listening to the radio version through WGWG or the podcast, thank you for that as well. I uh, always try to like, I always try to <laughs> wrap things up with a movie quote of the week. And uh, this does come from Phenomenon. And uh, it's phenomenal, uh, as Douglas would say. Uh, the human spirit, that's the challenge. That's the voyage. That's the expedition. Uh, and yes, Thomas, that truly did come from the movie. I didn't make up that quote and attribute it to something else, as you have 
claimed I have done in the past. So, <laughs> Nothing but love a, here. <laughs> thank you all for spending time with us, and we look forward to having you back next time right here on Meet Me at the Movies for this week. That's a wrap. <laughs>